At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Our number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, however you're taking us in. We appreciate it. It's all proudly brought to you by BetMGM, Gil Alexander, Kelly Midland in the house. Jason Weingarten still to come this hour uh, from under a cloud of smoke. Talking baseball with us. Kelly's got some uh, tour championship thoughts, perhaps. As Colin Morikawa shot a 61 yesterday, is Ooh. that right? Yeah, he was smoking. I've shot a 61 many times on nine holes, I believe. Got close to making a top 10 bet on him. Of course, decided to go with Tom Kim at the end of course instead. You did. Yeah, yeah, if you are. It's cool. 61. Low score in his career. Um, real quick, before we get to Bob, we get tweets at Beating the Book. I always uh, appreciate the feedback on all this. J-Rod. Need an immediate spelling attempt from Kelly on those two men's players Gil misheard. Oh, talking about Laszlo Jerry and Nicholas yeah, Jari. D- don't worry, J-Rod. I was already trying to find them just on the menu, the betting menu as they were talking. Give it a stab. Laszlo Jerry, Nicholas Jari. Just the last name. Laszlo Jerry. L-A-Z-L-O. Jerry. J-A-R-Y. We should stop right now. D-G- D-J-E-R-E. D-J-E-R-E for oh, Laszlo Jerry. Come on, you just setting me up for failure on that one. Nicola, on. Nicholas, like anybody's going to get that. Nicholas Jari, J-A-R-R-Y. That one I've seen before. Okay. Uh, Rob M. Oh, Robert, Roberto Moreno, everybody. He goes, I always knew I liked Drew, but when you just dropped uh, Ejecto Cito on, uh, on air, well done, sir, bravo. Guess, give this man his flowers. Yeah, Fast and the Furious reference uh, mm-hmm. on the show today. Too it's, fast, too furious. Bainbridge, uh, Bainbridge Deweese, any thoughts on uh, Baez and Corich playing today at Winston-Salem? Um, oh, and then tomorrow at the U.S. Open. I think it's probably priced today. Interesting. Do, do, they, do they schedule them for a first-round match also? Is that what I'm missing? Wow. Sam Ginsburg. I haven't really researched it, but the last few years I've been playing second-half unders in the last preseason game. Teams trying to just get out without injuries. No overtimes. I've had decent success. If you have anyone to ask about that, I'd appreciate it. I don't know anybody who's uh, looked into that, but that's pretty good logic. I mean, I had that game, that that Steelers game on TV number two last oh. night on mute. That was a, I mean, that was the perfect example of that play. Sure now. was. Scott West and Dear Gill, I noticed we don't talk enough about the dead bodies in the lake. Maybe we could do it at your favorite sushi restaurant. What's its name again? Yours truly, Joe the Slot Technician. Crack man rules. (laughs) (laughs) The nuances of this show are great. People landing are like, what are they talking about? Uh, Last name Nash. 18-year-old me congratulating Wales contest entries, being excited about quarter and a half boobies. Good for him with a quarter booby. We didn't know he won that. I had no idea. He definitely did not ever say that on this show. Buy high, sell low, you know. 
thought I was having a stroke when Drew mentioned Fields. Thank you, Gil, for clarifying that. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, we're still confused. We're still confused. We're still a little confused. Because he acted like it didn't happen. I was like, no, okay, never mind. Short tip. So but, he is not about Justin yeah, Fields. Yeah, yes. The, the, yeah. Uh, the point is he does not like the Bears or Justin Fields. That is correct. Trust the glove. Preach it, Gil. He's talking about my Spencer Strider rant there. Michael Burns, I didn't bet Strider earlier in the week at plus 480. Today, plus 350. Can't do it now. Smacking his head makes me sick. Good luck. I got Snell at 60 to 1. And then PAW, Roddick won enough. Brooklyn Decker. Yeesh. Thank you, everybody, for uh, chiming in. We'll read more later. Dr. Bob joins us for what is always his most anticipated segment of the year. Why? Because nothing we do is as successful or more successful than this on a year-to-year basis. His college football season win totals. Dr. Bob from Dr. Bob Sports joins us right now. Dr. Bob Stoll, how you doing, Bob? I'm doing good. I um, was ahead of schedule this year, and I find myself this week kind of, you know, I usually work you know, 12, 16 hours a day this time of year, and I'm sitting here going, I don't really have a lot to do right now. <laughs> I've sort of finished everything for week zero and week one. I have to do some write-ups for the free analysis pages, but... Other than that, I'm just kind of twiddling my thumbs waiting for the season to start. Okay, before we get into some of your college football thoughts here, Trip Tepper has a question. He said, is there a method to Dr. Bob releasing win totals so close to the season these markets have been live for months? What do you say to that? I haven't. It takes me 250 hours to, to do my teams. Um, and a lot of them I don't finalize until I see a scrimmage. There are also injuries and such. I just... I just never, you know, I don't just, and it just takes time to do 133 FBS teams, you know. Um, Can't, argue Can't argue with the results. Can't argue with the results. I mean, yeah. Yeah I, w- yeah, I wish I could get done in June. Um, but shoot, ha- a lot of these rosters aren't even finalized in June. There's still guys transferring, you know, pretty late. <laughs> um, so, you know, I just, I, I'm done when I'm done. And I don't run the season simulation until I've done every team, and that's usually, you know, August. This year it was August 18th, I think I finished. So, you know, I'm done when I'm done. And, you know, there's 70% over 15 years, so that's it is right. what it is. I, it I'm is sure what I'd, it I'm is. sure I'd have a better win-loss percentage <laughs> if I could get these numbers in June, but I just, I'm just not done. The proof is in the pudding. Um, I, I said this earlier, Bob, I want to say it again, that... Um, you know, I'm always privy to when you're releasing them. You did it two days ago on a Wednesday morning. It's for those who who bet seriously. It's always hot, Monday. Hotly, oh, Monday. Pardon me. Highly anticipated. Yep. And um, man, do the does the juice move quick? Like literally from the eye catching a text to going and making the bet, you almost can't get there in time. Like it is. You still have that sort of influence on the market. So I just wanted to uh, shout you out for that. And the other thing I want to point out is a lot of people, you know, well, we're saying, oh, but we're going to talk about how, how these prices have moved and how you might not recommend them now, but we want to get into why you like what you like, that they're always free to subscribe to what you do so that they can get the actual numbers. That's Yeah, I, I, people, tweet, people are tweeting like, hey, I, you know, I'm looking forward to the wind totals. I'm like, those, I mean, that... Two years ago, I was on. There were, I gave out eleven. They went eleven and zero. By the time I got on your show, only six qualified. So we talked about the six that still were, were in the price range I thought was a, was worth betting, and all six won because I won all eleven that year. Last year there were eleven I released. They went eight and three. I came on your show. I think I gave out five or seven, and they went five and two. This year, none of the ones that I've released to clients still qualify. Like none. At the current odds, I wouldn't recommend any of them. 
So it's kind of like, well, what are we, what are we doing? You know, you could subscribe. Like, people are so excited about it, and they're great bets. And, dude, I was 65% on all bets in college football last year. It was one of the best seasons I ever had. You know, you can subscribe. You know, but um, by waiting for me to get on the show every Friday, you've lost a lot of, you know, lost a lot of value. But Now, the numbers have not moved. The juice has moved, and you don't recommend it based on the juice. The the numbers are the same, so there's going to be a percentage of this audience, Bob, that no matter how many times you say don't play them, they will – because the number hasn't moved, they're willing to lay it. Let's talk about a handful of them. Shall we start with Troy? Troy. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I'm saying under eight and a half was your was your number, but it's way high now. It's minus two fourteen and you don't recommend that number. Yeah, this is this was kind of tricky. Like would you bet oh, I wouldn't bet it at minus two fourteen. I, I it was minus one twenty five and this was my favorite win total. Last year, um I was over six on Troy. And they won 12 games. They were 10 and two in the regular season, and one of them was a hail mary loss to Appalachian State. So they could have easily been been 11 and one in the regular season. So I had lots of reasons last year to go over six, but some of those reasons no longer exist, and now they're overvalued. Um, so under eight and a half was what I did this year. So part of the reason they're overrated is because they went 12 and two last year. Um, but there's a certain a couple things that are not priced in the market. I don't think they're going to be on. He'd be as good on either side of the ball. So last year, the offense really got a boost when a wide receiver from UAB decided to transfer to Troy, Rajay Johnson. He was good at UAB, better at Troy, averaged 19.9 yards per catch and 12.5 yards per target. It's hard to replace that explosiveness. And I've seen this many times where a receiver like that leaves a team and the quarterback just drops. Now, we know what Gunnar Watson is. Gunnar Watson is the quarterback of Troy. He's been the quarterback of Troy for four years. We know what he is. He's a below-average quarterback, usually about a yard per pass play below an average quarterback. Last year, he was, a, he was good because Rajay Johnson was on the team. They also lost their second-best wide receiver from last year's team. So without the big playability of Johnson and the other receiver that is no longer there, I think Watson's going to regress back to being a below-average quarterback, so the offense is going to drop as well. Now, defensively, they allowed 17.1 points per game. They had a new defensive coordinator last year, Sheil Wood, and he had nine returning starters that were pretty talented. So Troy had a decent defense in 2021. Then Sheil Wood comes in and has this aggressive tacking style, this sort of pressing sort of man-to-man defense. They didn't give up a lot underneath, and they were really strong. 17.1 points per game allowed, and Wood is gone. So he left. He got scooped up by another. So the defense coordinator that created this defense is gone. They only returned six starters this year, so they're less experienced. And the thing about last year that people aren't necessarily paying attention to is they only gave up 9.7 yards per reception. Now, even the most elite defenses in the country, Georgia, Alabama, rarely give up, cannot be expected to give up 9.7 yards per completion. That is extremely low, and there tends to be a lot of regression toward the mean in a stat like that. Now, I do think they'll be better than average in yards per reception allowed, but more in the lines of like 11.5 or so, and the national average is around 12.1 yards per catch. So if they give up 11.5 instead of 9.7, they're going to be so much worse just based on that one. They could be exactly the same talent-wise as they were last year, just regress to the mean in yards per pass allowed and be about five points worse defensively. So I don't think they're going to be as good. Oh, the three, top three tacklers are also gone, so there's just – they're not going to be as good defensively. They're still going to be a solid Sun Belt team, but there are lots of good Sun Belt teams. 
Um, and they were also six and one in one score games last year. So I just, I, I think they'll be favored. Um, you know, I have about seven wins for Troy, for Troy this year. Um, I think they'll be underdogs in five of those, five of the 12 games. So under eight and a half was a really good bet and probably around a 70% chance of winning based on the, you know, historical performance of my prediction versus the, versus the actual number. But now the line's minus 214. There's your 70%. So I think the line is adjusted correctly. Okay. That was, at your initial price, your favorite season win total play of the year. Not at current price. I know, again, we, we talk about these because I know there's a portion of the audience still going to play them. But uh, Troy, under eight and a half from Bob Stoll. Four more teams to talk about on the other side. We'll find out if Bob has any week zero thoughts as well. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Legendary sports better Billy Walters recently sat down with Brett Musburger to discuss his new book, Gambler, Secrets from a Life at Risk. Now for a limited time, get a free copy of Billy Walters' new book when you become a VSEN Pro annual subscriber. Just sign up on a new VSEN Pro annual subscription today and use promo code BILLY. Get an entire year of Visa Pro access to our daily best bets, season prep betting guides, 24-7 video, and pro tools like our exclusive betting splits. Remember to use promo code BILLY when you sign up for a VEASAN Pro annual subscription to get your free copy of the book. Copies limited, so sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe today. When you type that in, by the way, you don't have to, like, scream Billy. You just have to type it in quietly. Billy. I don't know why I said Billy. I scream everything I type. You do. You, (laughs) Kelly Bidlin, ladies and gentlemen, the most aggressive typer one could ever meet. Keyboard shattered. Yeah. Heavy-handed. That is true. Dr. Bob joins us for another segment. Uh, Bob, any week zero or week one thoughts, sir? Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't have anything that you know, any bets I'm having for week zero. But on my free analysis page, a lot of the listeners are, are, are privy to this. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's analysis on my site that's free, and in the NFL, the detail is is really extreme. In college, I try to write up as many games as I can, but I put predicted scores on every game that I'm not releasing the clients, which is a lot. Now the leans, which are games that are four points difference or more from the line that I put on there, leans over since 2013 are 856, 702, and 31. Like. People sit there waiting for me to post a game. I can see the line move sometimes. Um, so I have one lean in that San Diego State. Uh, when I put it up, it was minus two. It's minus two and a half now over Ohio. So uh, if you want to dip your toe into the water in week one, that's the only thing I think has enough value to be you know, better than the 52.4% you know, win percentage threshold. So San Diego State minus two and a half over Ohio, I think, is a, is a pretty and, and then next week you had something also? 
Yeah, I bet the under in the Alabama Middle Tennessee game. I bet under fifty-four and a half. That's gone down to fifty-three and a half. Um, but yeah, you know, here's the thing with Alabama: so they don't have a quarterback. But you know, let's say Milroy, Milroy plays and Buckner might play. And Milroy, his, his strength is he's a really strong running quarterback. I mean, both these guys have completed fifty-six point seven percent of their career passes. So I'm not expecting a lot in the passing game. And I don't think they're going to let these guys run around. You know, like, hey, why don't you take off ten times, which is Milroy's strength is taking off and running. But why do you want to subject either of these guys to injury in a game you should win by just playing defense? So Alabama likely just pretty, play pretty conservatively, let the running backs do the work, don't throw a lot, don't make mistakes. You know, but Middle Tennessee has a strong run defense. I mean, last year they allowed 4.3 yards per rushing play. That worked out to be better than average on a national scale. And they have... You know, a lot of their defensive front back this year, so I think Middle Tennessee is going to be solid against the run this year. So if Alabama runs the ball, the clock's going to run. They're not, you know, I still have them scoring 40-something points, but their defense, Middle Tennessee's offense is terrible. So they're, in Alabama, when they're huge favorites, 30 points or more, more than half the time they give up seven points or less. And nearly half the time, 23 out of 51 times is a favorite of 31, they've given up three or less. So Saban doesn't like teams to score in his defense, even if they're cream puffs, just you know, they put their backups in, and they're better than the other team's starters. So I don't think Middle Tennessee is going to score more than a touchdown, and Alabama is going to play conservatively on offense. And why would you why would you show a lot of your offense with Texas coming up next week? So I think that's a good under. Uh, I, I thought 54, uh, 54 more was where I would release it at as a play, and it's 53.5. But there's still value under 53.5 if, if you want to nibble on the Alabama Middle Tennessee under. Okay, let's resume with the season win totals. Before you launch into your thoughts on Central Michigan, which is an under, uh, excuse me, which is a which is a uh, over. Pardon me on Central Michigan. Am I correct on that? Yes, over on Central Michigan. Yeah. Uh, I made a I, I made a comment yesterday to begin the show. I was going through a bunch of like sports betting PSAs, and one of them was about you and how the numbers move. Obviously, the juice moves very quickly when you release them. But I said an, a, a a way to bet these by proxy is to look at a week zero line on Central Michigan and say, oh, wait a minute, but they're, they're still about 15-point dogs or 14-and-a-half in some cases. Maybe that's the way to play them because they don't move in the game-to-game market. Is that correct? Would you co-sign on that? Well, historically, my win totals do really well against the number, especially the first four weeks of the season. Um, yeah, in this particular case, God, I hope they beat Michigan State. But there's some things favoring Michigan State. I, uh, you know, non-conference home, big home favorites tend to do well in, in in the first game of the season. There's some stuff that, you know, that sort of favors Michigan State from a technical perspective. So I, in this case, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't touch it. But I think there is value there, a little bit of value on 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 the Central Michigan getting 14 and a half, but not enough for uh, for me to bet it. Okay, Central Michigan over five and a half. What do you like there? Why? Um, here's a case where this is an interesting team because they had a veteran quarterback coming back last year, Daniel Richardson, who's a good pocket passer, but you know not a runner. Then, uh, you know, the offensive line was terrible. They were turning the ball over a lot, so they, they had a young quarterback, Jose Bauer, and they have another guy named Bert Emanuel, who's just this third-string quarterback who just is a runner. And they started like fooling around having these running quarterbacks come in. So the last five games, these two young quarterbacks combined for 808 yards on the ground on 94 runs, 808 yards running in five games, 8.6 yards per run. So Richardson saw the writing on the wall. He's transferred. So Jose Bauer is probably going to be the starting quarterback here with Bert Emanuel coming off the bench and 
running for 10 yards a carry. I mean, that guy ran for 517 yards in three games as a spot, you know, getting packages. He wasn't even the full-time quarterback, and he ran for 517 yards. So I think Central Michigan's running game is going to be strong. They lose this guy named Lou Nichols, who, who got drafted somehow, but Lou Nichols was really banged up last year after having really two strong seasons. He only averaged 3.5 yards per run last year. So when Nichols was injured last year, the running game really blossomed because the backups, Luke's and Bailey, combined for six yards a run. Well, those are the two running backs this year because they got these two running quarterbacks. So I think that the running game is going to be solid. You know, I don't think the defense is particularly great, but they have nine returning starters and should be better than last year. They only had four returning starters last year. And I like Coach Jim McElwain. He's had solid seasons there. The first three years he was at Central Michigan, they were 20 and 13. Last year they were minus 18 in turnovers. And they outgained their opponents, but they were 4 and 8 because they were minus 18 in turnovers. Not likely to be minus 18 in turnovers again. And that 4 and 8 would have been something like 6 and 6 last year had they not been so randomly bad on turnovers. I think they were a pretty good team last year. I think they're going to be better this year. And over five and a half, uh, I thought was a solid play. I predict six point one wins, which when you're over five and a half plus one thirty five, that's a good bet. It's minus one hundred four now. There's still some value there. Yeah, so, uh, minus one hundred four still over. playable. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah By the way, this so. is yeah. this is a remarkably insightful question I'm about to ask you. But is Bert Emanuel Bert Emanuel's kid? I'm guessing it has to be yes. right. Yes, he is. Okay, yes, Bert just... Emanuel Jr. There you go. Okay, let's squeeze in one more. We got three minutes. Which one do you want to do next, Kansas? Well, let's yeah, let's do Kansas over. I have Kansas over six, and you know people look at Kansas. They were six and six last year, and they're like, wow, yeah, good offense, terrible defense. Well. More like elite offense. Last year they were eighth best offense in the nation on a uh, compensated yards per play basis. The defense looked bad, six and a half yards per play allowed is terrible, but they faced teams that would average 6.3 yards per play against an average defense. So they were just a little bit worse than average on a national scale. They should continue to improve uh, defensively. They have 10 returning starters on the offense, both quarterbacks uh, who were good last year. So the offense is going to be top 10 again, most likely, and the defense was going to be better. And there's hidden value here because they were minus 12 in play differential last year. So the, the opponent ran 12 additional plays per game, which works out to like 6.5 or 7 points. Now, there's a lot of variance from year to year in play differential, and a big play offense like Kansas is going to have a negative play differential, but not minus 12. They're projected to be about minus 5 in play differential this year, and that 7-play difference is worth about 3.5 points. So they're going to be three-and-a-half points better just based on that, even if they're the, exactly the same team. And there's a lot of the values in that. But there's a lot of winnable games in the Big 12 this year. But I think the Big 12 is, is down. They've added teams that aren't going to be as good as the teams that were there last year. And, um, and they got three easy games, Missouri State, Nevada, and BYU. Five games where they'll be clear favorites, Illinois, UCF, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, and Cincy. Those have reasonable upset chances at home against Oklahoma, Texas Tech, and Kansas State. So they might get one of those. I, I think they're more likely to win eight games than they will to win five or less. So over six, I, I thought, was a, was a good play at minus 105. It's minus 169 now. Eh, would I play now? No. But I, you know, I still think they're more likely to win eight games than five. So there you have it. All right. Let's squeeze in. Let's squeeze in. Let's ask for one more bonus. 60-second. Give me Buffalo. The case for Buffalo under. Yeah, Buffalo under six and a half. And here's, here's a case where... Um, Buffalo, two years ago, they got outgained by 1.3 yards per play, and they won, they won three games, and two of those were by one point. Last year, they got outgained by 1.2 yards per play. The exact, basically, the exact same team as the three, is a, is a three-win team from the year before, but last year, they were 6-6. Six and six. 
Um, they were plus eight in turnovers, plus twelve in you know in plays plays per game differential. I just mentioned how plays per game is sort of a random set. A team that bad should not be plus twelve in you know running twelve more plays than their opponents. There was a lot of luck on third down conversions, a lot of luck in fourth down conversions. Um, so I, I think Buffalo is probably about the same team they've been the last two years. But I think the record is going to be more like the 2021 team that was three and eight against FBS opponents than it was the lucky six and six team from last year. And they're six and a half the total now. It's their four win team, like, you know. But I had to predict to win five games. So okay. I think uh, under six and a half, it's minus two fifteen now. But you know, I, I think Buffalo is, is overrated. Dr. Bob, everybody. Dr. Bob Stoll at DR, at DR Bob Sports on Twitter, drbobsports.com. Thank you, Bob, as always. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Phil. Dr. Dr. Bob, everybody. Coming back with Jason Weingarter under a cloud of smoke. MLB next. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is football season. Betters know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VSIN, and now's the time to become a VSIN subscriber. Get our comprehensive college and NFL guides. Only VSIN subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up today for $199. Uh, that's dollars, by the way. You'll receive both guides and full Visa access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $19 for your first month and see everything Visa has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin here as well. From the South Point Hotel Casino, tip of the strip. Oh, yeah. South Point. Am I allowed to say something? No? I don't know. Yeah. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. I believe that's uh, dollar what dollar bills. That well, that's what, what happened during the read. <laughs> during the read. <laughs> I'm still getting over the Drew Dinsick Justin Fields brain uh, short circuit. Yeah, nobody else tweet us. I, I'm still confused. <laughs> uh, we do have a couple. I just want to mention this about the Dr. Bob segment because a lot of people are going are gonna to be like, well, I mean, if he says don't bet him now. Bainbridge DeWeese points out, he goes, I just got Troy under eight and a half at minus 115 in a faraway place. Crazy disparity. So apparently, it's not universal with the juice. Like, you can still find the number at the Dr. Bob Juice. still worth shopping around. Absolutely. Because, yes, you, if you look at one book, it might have moved a half win or 40 cents or whatever, but maybe shop around, you might have found it that where it moved 5, 10 cents and would still be a playoff. That's correct. So when he, when he releases them, it is a certain offshore or two where they move crazy. But that's not necessarily going to translate to every legal shop around. Ryan Hyatt uh, also commenting on Dr. Bob, he says, quote, I'm done when I'm done, unquote. Dr. Bob has heard on VSIN with Gill Translation. Quality takes time. Want quick picks? Go to 7-Eleven and buy a lotto ticket. Now shut up and listen. We're handing this out for free now. Great stuff as always. Ryan Hyatt, live interpreting the show. Thank you, Ryan, as always. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think the the college football the question was good. Who was that? Trip had Trip, that right. Trip had, good question. It's a good question, mm-hmm. but I, I think it's you know I don't want to speak for Bob, but like you have all these rosters yes. change every single year. Like that would take me forever just to sort through who's playing who and adjust your power ratings accordingly. No, it's a perfectly valid question from Trip. Absolutely valid question. It works for Bob, and it works in a way that most people would kill for. Like I mean, he's just ridiculous record year after year. Uh, so we'll post those all out at vsin.com slash picks as well. Jason Weingarten, ladies and gentlemen, typically uh, under a cloud of smoke in Southern California. Today, under a cloud of smoke in New York at Spreadopedia. How you doing, Jason? Where are you? Pretty good. 
I'm on Long Island. Just uh, flew in roundabout way from L.A. to Charleston, South Carolina to, to Long Island this morning. So having a good good day, actually. Just stopped and got some sandwiches at Italian Deli and going to enjoy a nice, nice, quiet weekend. You have a good life, Jason. What are you, are you just hanging out? Are you picking up stuff? What are you doing? What's the story? Going to West, West Hampton Beach. Okay. Yeah, Hampton season. Just, just wrapping up, I think, in a week or so. Hampton season, U.S. Open season. By the way, the U.S. Open tickets, man, what a what a coveted ticket that is this year. As tennis just... Uh, I keep, did hear about that. Yeah. I, I heard. Um, unbelievable uh, demand for those tickets. And, and I found that the case when I went to Indian Wells in, in March. It was the same thing. Um, it's just a, it's amazing growth in the interest in the sport of tennis. Did you bet any baseball today, sir? I did. I laid like 181 overnight with Baltimore against the, the Rockies. That line's gone up a little bit. I think it's in like 190 range, probably closer to minus 200 right now. Here's, it's sort of interesting. You just mentioned the Dr. Bob thing about telling people not to play things at, at, at worse numbers. Even when you tell people that, they don't listen. That's exactly and what I, know I said. That's exactly what I, I said. I know this from both, both sides of the counter because I, I would see touts release plays you know, when I was over at Pinnacle for a bit, and I'd see, you know, they'd say, oh, don't bet it past this number, and people would just keep betting it past that number because they wanted the action or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I've seen both I've seen both sides of it, but it's, you tell people don't bet it, they're still just going to bet it. It's, yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. No, that's exactly what I said, and it's, it comes down to the basic sentence of, Math doesn't matter to some, you know, you know what I mean? Like the, the, the break, the, uh, what's the, the strike price that you got to hit, the, the percentage, right, that you have to hit um, over time to have that as a winning wager doesn't occur to them on that. So, but most people, this is, I mean, we have to make this point. We're often too close to the sun, right? We're trying, we're, you know, and Bob is very careful about this is how I would do it and this is why I, I'm betting and at this price is where I have it projected. But really, and this, by the way, this came up at that Bet Bash panel that everybody's talking about how people were killing Ravel. Ravel actually had some good points. Like, that room was too close to the sun on a lot of stuff. He's right. Most people don't care. You know, it's not right. Yeah. But it's the it truth. Is, it is very, you know, it's, it's very true. Most people don't care. And you can't, can't hold everybody's hand, you know. And I've, I've seen it with, with recreational betters, I've seen it with, with you know, high rollers. You, you got to let them do what they want to do. It's, it's them, you know. It's not you betting. It's somebody else. That's right. We we can become too sanctimonious in that regard, and so we don't want to do that here. Um, is that the only baseball bet you had there today? That's uh, well. I, I like the Dodgers. Dodgers one twenty one versus versus the Red Sox. I think that's uh, that's a pretty decent spot for the Dodgers. I have a teaser for uh, NFL this weekend. You let's, want that? Let's do that. What you got? 49ers minus one and a half, Jaguars minus one, Tennessee plus eight and a half. Three teams teaser. Three six, teams six teaser. Point, three teams. The, the six point, though, not the ten. We're not doing any more no, tens. No, no, That's no. No more tens. Week, give the one te- week thing. Give the three teams again, Jason. What are they? Uh, 49ers minus one and a half, Jaguars minus one, and Titans plus eight and a half. I'm going to watch that Niners game tonight, Kelly. A little Trey Lance action later in that game. Uh, so 49ers. I, I love preseason football. I can't believe there's people that don't like preseason football. I enjoy betting it in game as much as I do preflop. 
but it is information game first for for a, without a doubt preflop wise. So three team six point teaser from Young Jason. I like it. NFL preseason week number. I think three. Jags are supposed to have most of their starters go tonight, yep. right, Jason? I think that's uh, part part of why you're seeing that number so big. And Dolphins maybe not as much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's still, and you're basically playing longs in the preseason. You're still getting like the eight and a half under under two. It's still just playing the numbers. Jason, do you, you I, I, go ahead? Sorry, what did you say? No, go ahead. You pause. Go no, ahead. I was just, I was just saying I, I prefer the preseason wongs because you're getting you know eight and a half on a forty total or whatever. When you know in season you'd be getting eight and a half on a forty five or you know you know I like lower scoring games preseason. Makes makes complete sense. I uh, I talked about Spencer Strider taking the hill today against the Giants and how I just don't understand why Zach Gallen is the short shot to win the National League Cy Young, I really don't. Are you of that mind? It's a three-way race between Gallon, Strider, and Snell, and it just really comes down to which metric you you care about the most. I personally still think that we're going to get Strider when all is said and done. But here's the thing. We're talking about awards. All of a sudden, Ronald Acuna has some uh, some competition. Mookie Betts, three and a half to one. It's, it's getting close. And you look at Mookie's numbers, and not to say Acuna's done anything wrong, but how do you not vote for Mookie Betts with the season he's putting up? Yeah, boy, that's tough. If like Acuna doesn't win that, I mean, I get it. Well, so here's here's the thing, and and you look if you break down his numbers month by month, he hasn't done anything to not deserve the MVP. But I think what's pushing him over right now is the, the stolen bases. You know, having. 25 home runs, 55 stolen bases, whatever, which is great. But, like, is that really the metric that we're going to use to decide the MVP is stolen bases? Like, I could not give the remotest you-know-what about stolen bases, you know, in in the long run. Like, I I, I don't think that should be the reason why Ronald Acuna wins the MVP. I think think this is very much a race that's still up in the air coming down the stretch. What is what is the most up in the air of all the awards? Which one do you think is is it NL Cy Young or is it AL Rookie of the Year? Like, what's the one that you think is the most up in the air? Well, AL AL Rookie of the Year. I, I think I saw minus five fifty on Gunnar Henderson either last night or this morning. So, looks like he's starting to to put that a little bit out of reach. It's the Cy Youngs. I mean, the Cy Youngs are completely up in the air. You got Garrett Cole going today. I think he's a vulnerable favorite. Kevin Gosman deserves more. Credit, you know, at four to one, I think he's still a bet. Spencer Strider's still a bet. It's, it's both of those Cy Young markets that are wide open. And then we didn't even talk about Otani. We've gone this whole time. You didn't even ask me how I feel about Otani tearing his UCL. Hey, how do you feel about Otani tearing his UCL, Jason? It just came into my head. Devastated, but I'm not that upset. I would have been way more upset last year when I had, you know, much more money on him. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm bummed, but, but like. You know, from a betting perspective, it's not going to cost me a lot. Right. But do we now spend the last month sort of having that conversation? Is he the MVP? Like, I don't know. No. I, I mean, we, we've had this conversation for two years. How I come th- we're not going to have it this year? Because I, I think it's too late in the season for it to matter for MVP. I do. I think so, it was a m- Okay, because he's, and he's still going to hit, right? That's the other thing? He's still going to hit, yeah. 
That's correct. We think. We're not 100% sure, but we think he's still going to hit. By the way, Jason, real quick, because we got to run. Yes or no? Do we have a Rose Zhang bet this weekend in LPGA? Of course. She's she's like the second favorite right now. The only problem being on these coasts, i got to wait till 4 o'clock for her to see off. <laughs> I think you'll survive. Jason Weingarten, everybody, at Spreadopedia. Huh. I don't know how that Otani question came to me. Kelly on golf next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Use a BetMGM bonus bet to place your next wager on any game in any sport. To receive your bonus bet, simply log into your BetMGM account today to bet on any game of your choice. Then add any type of bet on any game to your bet slip and activate your bonus bet. There's no deposit or additional wager required. 72 hours to log in to claim and to use the bonus bet after you log in. This bonus bet is on the house. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Promotion may differ per customer 21 and over to wager. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Promotional offers not available in Kansas, Mississippi, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y. That's Hope, New York. Or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino. That's in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This offer not valid to Puerto Rico residents. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. It's a numbers game live from the South Point Hotel Casino. Tip of the strip. Right here in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. By the way, you see that we, another rainstorm out of nowhere yesterday here in the afternoon? Yeah. What is this, the East Coast? I know, right? Are, are we still in monsoon season? This never happens here. It never does. What's going on? It is weird. I had my phone lighting up again yesterday. Did you? Where it's like weather channel, like real, like flood watch. And you're like, look outside and you're like, what are you talking about? It's sunny. And then, <laughs> and then 40 minutes later, yeah, it's boring. Flood watch. <laughs> um, okay, so tour championship going on. Starts yesterday again. This is the third leg of the FedEx Cup, down to 30 players. Started with 70, then cut down to 50. Now 30 at East Lake Golf Club uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, where they always do the uh, final leg here as the tour championship. And Colin Morikawa. With a first round 61, leaps into the uh, the lead with both Keegan Bradley and Victor Hovland. So the three of those guys are at 10 under. Remember, this started with the the leaderboard that was already predetermined where Scotty Scheffler started out with a two-stroke lead over Victor Hovland and the rest of the field. Scheffler, one stroke behind Morikawa, Bradley, and Hovland. Um, Scheffler's still the short shot, though, Kelly, with Victor Hovland 
uh, right behind him. So Scheffler about three to one. Shop around for these prices to win the uh, the FedEx to win this tournament, but not to win the seventy two holes. Let's be clear about that again. So to come out on top here, but not to win the seventy two holes, he's three to one. Victor Hovland is plus three fifty. Colin Morikawa, who shot the sixty one, is plus five fifty. Do you 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 did bet Scheffler here? Yeah, I bet Scheffler with the starting stroke. So obviously, uh, you can get a better price now on that if you'd like. He, yeah, uh, uh, that's I, what those numbers refer to with the starting. Right, strokes. with the starting strokes. Yeah, for for anybody that watched yesterday, he was uh, his back nine. Stu- he stumbled. Start, he, they had about four or five holes in a row where he was kind of. Yeah, these are the tight, some of the tightest fairways you're going to see on the PGA Tour, and he was just pushing everything to the left, pulling everything to the left a bit for about five five holes in a row. You get in this really. Uh, thick Bermuda rough they've got out there at East Lake. Hard to hard to hit the greens. Hard to set up a ni- uh, nice putts. And uh, Scotty did what uh, you know what he's been doing here uh, a lot this season in lost strokes with the putter. He had another rough day putting yesterday. Was burning not even burning edges. He just he missed some bad putts yesterday. But he gave gave over three strokes to the field putting. So. Uh, you know, a lot of us that, that handicap golf usually say you could take take Scheffler and uh, subtract about two strokes to the field that he's going to lose putting on average so far this year, and you can go from there. So he's already lost three strokes, Gil. So uh, you could say he's going to for him to level out. He's get that putting's going to get a little bit better. So let me ask you this: macro golf, because mm-hmm. Drew and I talked on again on the Beating the Book podcast. If you're looking for U.S. Open tennis talk, we Beating the Book podcast preview. Check that out. We recorded it yesterday. It is out. And we talked a lot about, like, beyond the tournament itself, how how in the future, like, you know, wh- which of these players, like, Car- Carlos Alcaraz is only going to get better. Iga Sviatek is only going to get better, right? Like, the, the few weaknesses in their respective games are only going to improve over time. Is putting something that historically can improve with a guy like Scheffler? Like, is that... If, if that's clearly the hole in his game, and as great as he is, if he could even give you remotely putting reliability, he'd be just the greatest player in the world by distance. Can that yeah. improve? I mean, you have guys that are on tour that are consistently good putters, but I, I think it's the toughest part of the game to get to get better at consistently because it's it's it's, it's such a mental thing too right, right. and it is i think lucas glover's a perfect example that's a guy who was tee to green for his entire career has been a solid really really good tee to green player just like Scotty Scheffler I mean Scotty Scheffler best in the world tee to green right now uh in in the putting it, it can be as simple as you know Glover changes changes a putter right and it's not so much that the putter's so much better it's what is it doing to, what is it doing to you mentally and it allows it allowed him to free things up a whole lot more putted so much better this summer uh Glover we saw him rip off those two wins in a row so it's little things like that. The problem is these guys go back and forth with that. You know, Glover, how many times has he changed putters over the course of his career, you know, in his mid-40s? I, I have no idea. So you see that with a lot of these guys. What you're hoping to do, you know, from a betting standpoint is look, usually, you know, round out your bets around guys that are great tee to green and hope for a good vari- good variance week when it comes to putting because you're going to have you're going to have weeks where guys run run hot with the putter and they run real cold with the putter. Is there a bet if someone's landing on this tournament right now? Is there a bet you'd make? I'm interested. I didn't really check, look at this much this morning, but that the updated odds for the winner, winner without starting strokes, yeah. 
I'm kind of confused by some of these odds. Hovland is the short shot there at plus 280. He shot a 68 yesterday, so it would put him three under compared to a Kalamurakawa who's nine under in that market right now, and he's plus 330. Morikawa was a guy that I did like before this event, so I do I, I, I think there's some value there with the lead he has. He has a two-shot lead over Keegan Bradley and Adam Shank, uh, as you you brought up earlier. I think he could be have some value there at that number. Tyrrell Hatton uh, is a guy that I've been betting a lot this summer. Uh, he's a guy that can go low. He's three shots off that lead. You can get a pretty nice number on him right now in that winner without starting strokes. That's 75-1, to one, and he's three shots off the lead. And so R- I, Rory is never long enough, three shots back. The price you get on him is never good enough to play. No, it's not. It's not. It's really not. Single digits on Rory, three strokes back. I'm also realizing I'm reading, a, I'm reading this market wrong. This is end of round two. So this is okay. So this, this is, is listed wrong though on the site. All right. Well, don't make that mistake, boys and girls. But check out the yeah. Check out those winner without yeah. the winner without winner numbers. without numbers again. And this we'll repeat the PSA from the beginning of the show yesterday, which I think is again, if you're just landing on this now, is worth repeating. Which is make sure you're betting the right market here because this is this is different from anything else. There is the 72-hole market, which is your standard golf tournament market, and there's the with the starting strokes market, which is what we're talking about here. Um, because the 70-hole 70, the one for this tournament is one you probably should steer clear of. Uh, I know some people dabble in it. Um, the, but the only you way just, would have been with longer shots. Yeah. yeah, you just don't know what these guys' motivations are going to be this weekend. Because, again... If you're if you're far behind the lead, the difference in money, and this is we're talking about gobs of money, but the difference in money between finishing 17th or 18th place or whatever it is, is so negligible to these guys that you don't know how they're going to play it. They may just go for broke to try to catapult themselves into a a money range that actually makes a dent or actually moves the needle, I should say, for these particular players. So. In doing so, in taking risks, they may fall off a cliff, too. So betting these guys to win the 72-hole tournament becomes a dicey proposition. Same thing if somebody gets ahead of the field. We don't really have the Scheffler thing now, but if someone got ahead of the field to win the FedEx Cup, um, say, after Saturday, you don't know if they're going to take their foot off the gas on Sunday, which becomes problematic for a 72-hole bet. So I hope that makes sense. Yeah, it's looking looking like we're not. I mean, I, we don't know. To, to my dismay, we're not going to be in that situation yeah. this weekend with Scheffler coming back to the right. pack uh, here a little bit. But yes, definitely something to keep in mind. I think there's, I, I think a good market if you're looking to bet live here in this tournament is looking at live top tens, top fives because of what, when we talk about that monetary motivation, right? It is the if you're at the back end of that thirty, there's not a big difference money wise for you to move from 29th to 23rd. But but there's a massive difference massive. for you to move from ninth to to sixth, right? Uh, where you finish here. So I think there are. That's why I played Russell Henley top ten before the tournament. Morikawa um, was a guy I was looking at, but I didn't play it. I do think there are some live top five, top ten markets you could find some value. Hatton, I'd look at there plus one twenty. Do the uh, announcers focus a little more on the money? Come come Sunday yes, of this tournament, yeah, yeah. as they it's should. So massive. As they yeah, should. It's I mean what sixteen mil to the winner of this. Yeah, let's let's waive the the you know it's it's perceived as gauche if you talk about money in golf tournaments. But announcers they have this golf code where they don't yeah. 
this putt is for 400000 Like, they never do that. But for this, they should do They that. do a little bit more of it. Because the, the, yeah. the other thing that happens with this kind of tournament is you, you only got 30 guys. On 30 course, guys. Right? So it's, you gotta, you've got time to fill on you it. You do. <laughs> 30 dudes out there. Um, good luck with all your preseason uh, week three football, if you happen to be betting that. Again, the U.S. Open podcast, Tennis, with your Densick and myself at Beating the Book. We'll have a football preview podcast next week. And then Megapods and Guessing Lines, as we do. Lombardi Line is next. Enjoy from Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. 